Welcome to episode 68 of Pineapples and Thorns. I'm Kat, and with me today is Fado. He's back in action. Welcome back, Fado. Thank you for having me back. (laughs) And uh, we do have a special guest with us today, and I'll introduce him in a minute, but I'm just going to quickly run through some CFF news first. Uh, The Town Hall 13 event was held on Friday, October 13th, and it was lots of fun. We spun a random and matched a clan with a 15 and 14 at the top. And of course, the CFF 13s crushed the opposition and came in with a perfect war. So, yay. Uh, Another event coming up this week, in fact, is the CFF Draft War. It's an annual event in which four team captains hold a draft, and that happened live in the CFF server on October 14th. And this year's draft was hosted by our good friend C-Note, host of the Clash Tours podcast. And the four captains this year are Sky, Barky, Queen JJB, and Master Brew. The event itself will see teams square off over one week to battle for the title of CFF Draft War Champions. And I am on Team Sky, so of course we're going to win. We are also hosting an all-Town Hall 9 event on November 9th, C-Note versus Cat. So you can sign up for this and other events that are upcoming in the CFF server. So now I'm going to introduce our very special guest, making a return appearance here, the one and only Trample Damage. Welcome, Trample. Good morning to thunderous applause. Trample Damage. <laughs> I don't have sound effects like Zeno does, so you'll have to settle uh, just... <laughs> That's okay. I'll clap in my head. Sorry, uh, clap. Let's just uh, jump into some questions for you here. Uh, please give our listeners who may not know you a little, just tell them a little bit about yourself, your Clash history, and what town halls you play. I so I started in two thousand mid two thousand fourteen, and there is still a debate raging between three humans as to who introduced me to the game. But I'm pretty sure I just like stumbled across it, and then shortly after they all said, "Oh, I play that also," and then they sort of tried taking credit for introducing me to it, which is irrelevant. But uh, I started a clan, the good guys, back in 2014. It was all just like friends and family and coworkers. And little mm-hmm. by little, everybody else stopped playing. And I stuck around. And I started doing content creation back in 2019, like mid-2019. And I went from what was four or five bases up to like basically two of each town hall in a short period of time to be able to do content. But when Clan Capital came out, I basically put everything up to Town Hall 6 at least, so that on the weekends where I had enough spare time, I could do more Clan Capital hits. And then now I only have, I still have two Town Hall 2s, and I have two Town Hall 8s, but all of the other bases, the total of 30, and the other 26 bases are all Town Hall 9 or above, just because content below Town Hall 9, really nobody watches and nobody cares and people even get snotty and rude about making lower town hall content so um, i just figured it's fun i I just enjoy playing a lot uh, at all the different town halls so now i just Mm -hmm. upgrade them yeah this is unfortunate that you know there are still people coming up through the lower levels but there's just not enough to warrant producing that kind of content yeah, who cares about them, right? And and I'll say that. So I'm I'm one of the guys that that trample damage is over here subtweeting. So who cares? You know, there's there's a there's they just move so quickly. You know, I remember yeah. when I was when I first started playing, I was a town hall nine. You know, I, I tend to max all of my bases before I move them on, and they normally sit maxed for a short period of time before they go on to the next town hall. But I remember when I was a town hall nine. So I started playing in March of 2014. I think I became a Town Hall 9 maybe around August. And then I was a Town Hall 9 for like six months working on walls because walls were like, I don't know, $4 million a piece at that time for whatever the max wall for level 9 for Town Hall 9 was. And, you know, hero times were, you know, farming for Dark Elixir was not as easy as it is today. We didn't have like clan games and all this extra stuff. So it yeah. took a long time. And now I see people even when they're not like really trying to rush, you can, you can get through those lower town halls really quickly, even without spending much. It's, it, it's just a much different game these days. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, back in the day as a town hall nine, I can't remember what the max offer typically was, but you never saw those like, Oh, here's a 1.4 million gold and you know, 12,000 dark. Like if you were lucky, you would find one with 
4,000 dark. And, and like you said, like there was no, there were no sneaky gobs, right? So, I mean, it was just, it was a slog. And if you got through Town Hall 9 in six months, then you were doing great work. Because I, I swear I was there for like a year. That's, I, it just felt like forever. It felt like more like five years to me. But. Now it's crazy. You know, I'll do, I'll go on there and I'll play. I lately my you know I bounce around for the stuff that I have like as my my current flavor of the week and probably the last two weeks the thing I've been doing the most is so I've and it's part of this it because of the town hall nine event we have coming up <laughs> so it's like I'm gonna sign up and I I have nine right now that are town hall nines two of them are literally like a week and a half ago they became town hall nines but it takes me. I'm going to say it, and some people could argue that this is not even playing the game the way that I do this, but I have so much fun with it. But I I open up the app, I spam whatever army I'm running, and I, these kinds of armies, I'm normally using eight earthquake spells and then some balance of other troops, just that I blow open a base, spam on my troops, close the app, and then I go mm-hmm. back in because the second army can be ready now because some cool quality of life changes in the last few years, which also didn't exist back in 2014. And I I do that with seven, eight, or nine bases, and it only takes me about eight minutes. And so I'll do that like in the morning when I'm taking the dogs to the bathroom. You know, it's by the time they're done using the bathroom and I come back inside, I'm already through five or six of the bases. And I'll do that two or three, or if I have more time, four or five times throughout the day. And it's like seven to nine minutes at a clip, and I'll do it in between walking to meetings or walking from my car into the building. And it goes so fast now on um, it's it's it still blows my mind like you said like getting through it in six months felt like well i was really really cranking on this one i'm really quickly through this <laughs> you're crazy uh tell our listeners a little bit about your podcast and other social media contents what is your favorite type of content creation oh so i i started with youtube in 2019 my son wanted to make youtube videos for something and he encourage me to make a youtube channel for clash of clans and for magic the gathering arena and i so, so i started making some stuff and i was i was posting videos probably three or four sometimes five times a week and then i took a break from the game in november of 19 it's the only break i ever took i actually had decided i was going to quit playing because i was i think i failed to appropriately put any kind of guideposts in place to limit the I'm going to call it damage that I was doing to my relationships with people around me because I was just always playing the game. And if I wasn't playing the game, I was thinking about the game and thinking about content creation and thinking about what I wanted to do. And I don't even think there was an element of like wanting to be famous or wanting to be popular. It's just, I throw myself into things very wholeheartedly. And, you know, my, my wife and I have been together for, we're in our 28th year. We started dating when we were 15. I worked for the same company for 25 years. I, I throw myself into stuff. So it was, it felt like it was a lot. And I think that the YouTube piece of it really pushed me over the edge, especially because when global chat went away in 2019, I was like, Oh man, that's where I like try and farm followers on or uh, subscribers on YouTube, <laughs> like bothering people in global. And I was, I was pretty slick. I'd be like just regular conversation until somebody mentioned something where I could casually be like, Oh my gosh, I have a, I have a video that I made on that. If you wanted to check out my YouTube channel. So when, when global chat went away, I started posting on Reddit and I, I tend to respond to most of the comments that I get and it just was a lot. So I took a break, probably would have been mid-May. My wife bought me what I call my Jipad, which is where I do all my content creation now. And it's just like my iPad, the size of a flat screen TV. Wow. And I, uh, I started making, you know, she's like, you know, I just thought, you know, this would be fun and maybe you'd want to like use this to make Clash stuff. And I thought that was a really, you know, it was, I felt like really nice of her to say like, you can do this. Like you can, you can figure out a way to balance what you want to be as a husband and a father and an employee at your job with having the fun that you had playing Clash. And Mm -hmm. I I figured out a little balance for it. And then in, in uh, November, October, November of that year, my son wanted to put stuff on TikTok and it was the same thing. He got me started on TikTok. And then we all got COVID, so we t- I took a break for like a month because you know, I was like just like on the floor, curled up in pain because it hit me differently than other people. Like respiratory stuff, not a problem, but I was like my body just hurt for like three weeks. Mm. Yeah. And uh, when I started posting again, I 
sort of blew up on TikTok and got a lot of followers, which eventually got me into the creator program. And prior to that, I had been, I had had somebody reach out to me to have me as a guest on a podcast. And then I ended up being co-host on there for a while. And it was just so much fun. And so then I started my own in May of this year. And I think, I think my podcast is my favorite thing that I do. It's, and it's, it's almost weird. I don't know that I think of myself in some ways, I think of myself as selfish, but the podcast almost feels like I do it for me because I'm not trying to think of what other people would like. I'm not trying to figure out like what's going to be a catchy thing on TikTok or what's going to be a thumbnail for YouTube. That's going to be really eye grabbing. It's just, I don't have a lot of people that in the real world that I talk to that play clash or, or even no clash anymore. So I don't have a lot of the opportunities to just chat about it. And it feels like an opportunity to just have like a fun conversation <laughs> granted with myself and I do think I am my target audience, <laughs> but I, I think that's my I think that's my favorite thing of of the stuff that I do now. Well, uh, and just for anyone who may not be familiar, what's the name of your podcast and where can we find it? It is called Inside Clash with Trample Damage, and uh, it's I I put it on uh, I put it on Spotify, and I think it successfully puts itself on Apple Podcasts about an hour after I post it on Spotify. And I will credit Congressman Coolrick of the Reddit Talks Clash podcast. He is the one that came up with the idea for, he gave me, he was very, very supportive when I was trying to set it up and I was talking about the name for it. And he said, you know, I do think that the creator program angle is a, a helpful way for you to differentiate yourself as a mm -hmm. podcast. And he said, you know, like, like the notion of inside baseball, he's like, you know, it could be like inside clash. I was like, Oh my God, I love it. That's perfect. Now, granted, he also gave me like 10 other things. So it would have been really cool. But this one, I felt like it resonated pretty well. And, and then it sort of helped I, in a lot of ways. I think it helped me shape the structure that I was going to put to my show, which, you know, you guys have such great synergy and there's multiple perspectives and you guys are, you know, unique individuals. And me, it's just like one 43 year old guy rambling by himself for, <laughs> for 40 minutes. So I wanted to try and have something that was a little bit less just listening to me monologue for a while. And I think, that, you know, the the notion of, you know, Inside Clash and that I've paired that with some of the other segments to, to try and make it feel less like a monologue. Well, yeah. I think we have our episode name for, for this this one, Kat. It's uh, Inside Trample Damage. <laughs> <laughs> that works for me. Um, which of your content do you feel gets the most pickup from your fan base? Well, so I don't know how I don't know how much you guys keep track of or look at the the stats on the the downloads and the listens for podcasts. Uh, I've had a few people, you know, I had I didn't realize this. Like I had asked a few people, and I guess it's like asking you know people how much they make or you know asking women how old they are or how much they weigh. Um, so I, I, I think I, I messed up on that one trying to start that conversation. Everybody was like, oh, I don't even look at that stuff. I was like, oh, um, I guess we don't talk about this stuff. But somebody there, I have had some some conversation sharing. There's not like they're not huge populations, right? It's not like millions of people are listening to to the podcast. So yeah. even though even though I would love I would love that to be my my biggest medium. Most of the people I think that listen to the podcast are probably people that already know me from other social media. Uh, but you know, like YouTube, I, I average probably only about a thousand to fifteen hundred views on each of the videos that I post, and half of the videos I post, I'm able to like once a week I can put something in the in the inbox in game, like on the the community tab. There's a visual process by which I go through on the creator program website to be able to load my videos in there so that they show up. I didn't even know that I had the ability to do that when I first joined the creator program. But when I did my Valentine's Day challenge, I was like, hey, do you think maybe that's something that whoever manages that magical thing would want to put my video? And the person <laughs> I was talking to was like, you can do that yourself. I was like, really? That's cool. <laughs> so those videos will do better just because they show up in game. Yeah. Um, but then on TikTok, you know, it's where I get the, the largest following. It's where I have the most views. It's where from a compensation perspective it's where i make the most revenue relative to any of the other platforms just because i do have you know like 200 i actually i just hit yesterday i hit two hundred twenty thousand followers on tiktok congratulations thank you you know we always find ways to make things a milestone like i just hit 220 as if like that's a super special number like 225 <laughs> is a special number <laughs> 231 i don't know 
But so TikTok is where I get the, the majority of the engagement. And a lot of people who follow me on TikTok are the ones that wind up joining my Discord server or some of my clans. And, you know, that's a younger audience on average. Like one of the things I love about CFF, no disrespect whatsoever to my fans, which most of my younger fans don't listen to podcasts. So I could malign them as much as I want to and not even have to worry about it. But uh, they, you know, I, I love that you guys have like a, an adult oriented, uh, not like, you know, ooh, uh-huh, oh, yeah, <laughs> bochka, wow, all right. <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> But I do, I do love that about the CFF community. It's one of the things I really like because while I am in so many ways a, an absolute child at heart, uh, I do like the you know older human interaction <laughs> more so sometimes than some of the younger human interaction. I don't know. I'm, I'm not all that mature, really. So <laughs> that's true. You do get like a different perspective from you know different age groups, right? And sometimes it's refreshing to talk to the younger guys and gals, and but. It is interesting that so many people don't realize that there are Clash podcasts out there. I mean, I had no idea until it was a April, April of last year, April of 22. And somebody had reached out to me through Reddit who essentially, and I, I assumed that they knew, like, I'm not famous. Like, I'm using air quotes here, <laughs> famous on TikTok. But, you know, I, I thought that they knew like who I was <laughs> and they had just seen a, a video that I posted of super dragons. That was a, a tip for which to be honest, you know, tips and tricks for super dragons. <laughs> it's just like super dragons are strong. Cause this was before their nerf, you know, right. but the, so I had posted something on Reddit, which I do that a lot. That's one of the things I do on Reddit is I'll post tutorials that are not uh, commercial for my product. I just post it on there as so I'm another user. And I'll put in the comments that people are asking, hey, you know, do you have any more tips on this? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, I have a YouTube video. And I'll, you know, I do it quietly for the most part. And this person reached out and said, hey, you know, do you want to be on a, a guest on my podcast? And I was like, I love talking. Sure. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds fun. And that's when I first figured out that there were podcasts out there. And then mm-hmm. um, I didn't, uh, I didn't know how many there were. But then little by little, I started listening to some of the other ones that were out there. And, and now I've, you know, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of uh, super cool podcast folks. Yeah. Well, we are all super cool. Um, do you have, ever have interactions with your audience in game, like running into sort of spinning a war and running into people that, you know, from discord or, or from your fan base? So less, I think something that I recognize aside from, you know, I'll, I'll do these, well, I always just refer to them as special event wars. I don't even know if that's the right way to describe them, but. I will, I'll do those. And so I'll wind up having people that'll join the wars. But for the most part, it's more a function of all of a sudden, I'll see a post from someone on TikTok that says like, I'm in a war against you, or, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. And we had uh, last this month, in our clan war league spin, we, I think day two, I started seeing messages pop up from, I think five or six people from one of the clans like saying, Hey, we're in your clan war league. You know, we're, we're the chief clan, I think is what their name was, which makes me wonder if they used to have something highly offensive that got changed, but whatever. <laughs> they have, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it happens. Like, you know, you see oh. a lot of people out there named oh, Clasher. Yeah. Oh, I know. I had a, I, one of my accounts was changed to fluffy bunny and that's a story for another podcast. That is a story for another podcast. But they had, they were, they were reaching out all through the week, telling me, "Oh, you know, we're 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 coming against you guys," and they needed a really solid final war to be. And we were up against them in War Seven. They needed a really solid last day to be able to win. And they started. I saw a bunch of posts that they put on one of my TikTok videos of like, "Hey, let us win the last war." And I was like, "Well, that's against terms of service. No, we're not going to let you guys win." And I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a bad person, but there's something fun about ruining someone's day in the game. (laughs) 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 And we started, we started that war on fire. I want to say the first six attacks, we had four triples and everybody was just pounding away. And by the time they even started making their plea, we already had made 11 or 12 attacks and we had six triples. And so it was like, they had only made two or three attacks and they didn't have any triples yet. So I was like, you know, look, you guys need to earn this you know if you want to if you want to promote you plus it's too late already because most of the attacks are made but like if you guys want to do this you need to earn it 
And they ended up beating us. They ended up getting seven, like, I want to say seven of their last 10 attacks. They got three stars and it got them to promote to champs one. And I'm like, how much cooler of a story is that for you guys than if we had just let you win? It's, it would sure. have been even cooler if they were using uh, some of the some of the strats in your vids. They're like, "Oh, that's the uh, that's the trample damage hit that we just wrecked you with." <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about uh, your event that's happening at the end of October. Do you want to talk about it a little bit and tell people how they can get involved in it? So I, I've been trying to do once once monthly events of some kind, just you know, with goofy rules or special rules. And I was in the middle of thinking about what I wanted to do for October when somebody reached out to me. His name in game, well, his name on Discord because I'm actually his his bases in game have probably different names, but Mr. Bianco is the leader of the We Stay Active family. I don't know if you know them. It's a big. They're like ten or twelve clans, a bunch of clans. Very, they are active. We stay active, highly enough, you know. And he reached out and he's like, hey, I want to do, and he has been along with some of his other clanmates. They've been in a lot of the special event wars I've done so far. And he's like, hey, I want to do something like Halloween theme, something like Halloween weekend. We should do something. And this was, oh, late September. And I had already been using all the broken and destructively powerful Clashween troops. And I said, I, you know, uh, let's do something special event troop related. Uh, that you know, we I can't tell you any details about, but I have a perfect idea. We can talk about it in a few weeks. And I was being vague. I already knew the date. And mm-hmm. he said, oh, that sounds great. And I said, I'll make a flyer for it on a certain date. So we have, um, you know, he was like, we should do it's a you know, combination of like my community and your community. And I said, cool, but I don't want to do like a my team versus your team. I want to just do like a normal randomization like I always do because I, I want it to be like a blending of communities. So I called it the We Stay Trampled War, which is really just a bunch of people from the We Stay Active family and then people from the, you know, the good guys family, plus just anybody that I happen to know in the community who has been kind enough to sign up. And we are going to do where one attack has to be with Varchers and Witch Golems, and the other attack has to be with, oh no, one attack has to be with Witch Golems and Hog Riders, Hog Wizards, and the other one has to be Varchers and Lava Loons just because we wanted to use the troops, but we also didn't want it to be like everybody using the exact same troop. So I was like, oh, you have to use like 80% of your army has to be special event troops. And it'll just be a bloodbath, but it should be a lot of fun. And I do, I put a sign-up sheet. I use the, I feel like I probably miss out on some stuff. I like the way you guys do some of the signups where it's like people just have to put their name in the Discord server and it's very easy for them to sign up. And I I made them fill out a questionnaire. I build a I build a Google sheet and they gotta like fill in all this information. But I I basically do all that stuff. And I have tons of fun with it. I really enjoy setting up these things. But I do I do pretty much all of it myself. I I, I build the forms and I make the posters and I post it and I, I harass people to have them join. And uh, then I chase everybody down the day of the war and I normally do them on shorter notice and um so I'll, I ask people to give me like their Discord tag and their in-game name. So it's because a lot of people I don't really know that well. And I'm mm. just like trying to make sure I can find out who they are. So, you know, I'll post it on Discord. Some I've had some where I'll post it also on like Twitter or something else. But I don't know how many people actually sign up from from those adv- advertisements. But uh, anybody who wants to join, we're still doing. Uh, I have the, the Google form is on my Discord server, on the Trample Damage Discord server. But uh, we're going to, you know, I, I usually keep throwing people in right up until half an hour before we spin, which we're going to do on the 28th, 29th, the Saturday before Halloween. Perfect. And I am signed up for that. So, woohoo! Beto, did you sign up already? Pressure. pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I have not yet. All right. All right. I will have a look after this. My apologies. <laughs> after gonna... this episode. Well, I could do it. I could do it in the middle of the episode and be like, hold on, guys. Hold on. Fado. Fado. <laughs> Don't have time for that. Hold on. Hold on. I'm getting my bets in for the NFL today. <laughs> All right. Let's talk a little bit of Clashween since we're on that theme. Uh, did everybody finish the Clashween track with the Sour Elixir and get all your medals? Go ahead, TD. Um, I don't know what constitutes finishing when you have as many bases as I have. So I do have... <laughs> I think I think I've finished the the track with seven of my town hall nines, none of my tens, elevens, or twelves, 
I finished the track with my 13s, 14s, and 15s, and I have gotten all of the extra mashup medals you can get on my 14s and 15s. The, you know, the wow. little bundle you can get at the end. Mm-hmm. And I I think I will still just because of the normal and I'm not I'm not like farming in the traditional sense. Like I know Fado mentioned sneaky goblins earlier. Like I've never been a sneaky goblin farmer. I'm literally like I open the game. People ask me, like, how do you manage so many accounts? And I'm like, first off, I don't chat in game, which is actually where a lot of my time used to go in game. Because it was like, it's my homies and we're talking about stuff and we're coordinating war and we're just like, how was your day today? And so like I literally I open the game. I have an army trained, I attack, I spam my troops, I close the game. And it's like, you know, it's like 20 seconds of interaction with the game. And that's, that's how I've been moving through this, the mm-hmm. Sour Elixir track as well. So it's like in the process of my seven to 10 minute long spam fest of opening and closing the app with my lower town halls, they're just naturally collecting more Sour Elixir, which picked up speed after they had the second of the Elixir storages become a Sour Elixir receptacle. Yeah, that helps for sure. Beto, did you finish? Um, on my main account, I am still, um, slowly grinding through it's in legends and I don't, I typically maybe get five legends hits a day. <sighs> um, now it's a much different story on my mini who is sitting in, I don't know, one of the champs or masters even, I'm not sure, but it is about, uh, 850k. So it's 500k beyond the track. And because I'm just farming the heck out of with sneaky goblins. And the interesting thing is when I saw how many um, of those mashup medals are available at the end, I kind of felt like Ralphie did in Christmas story about when he's like, drink your oval team. And he gets a Dakota ring. He's like, <laughs> that's it. I, I, you know, I thought there would be more, there's a cap on how many things you can buy. And I, I just feel like the cap's pretty low, but that's just me. Yeah. I mean, if you go through it all and then you buy that queen skin, you're left with not a lot left. It's 500. Right, which isn't enough to buy any of the other stuff, really. Um, did you buy the queen skins, guys, on your, or did I, you spend I'm it on other stuff? I'm sitting on the medals right now. I have what eight days for my indecisiveness to to pervade. So uh, I I think I'm going to, but uh, yeah, because I you might have noticed, like in the shop code trample, they have um, they have the mashup medals available for purchase as part of mm-hmm. packs too. So, but I mean, when I look when you look at what it would cost, basically you get X amount of mashup medals with say the t- twenty American dollar. One, you're like, well, shoot, that queen skin is basically 20 bucks. And that's a lot higher than they've ever, ever sold a skin for. So I think the economy there was was not quite right. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. And I didn't buy. I'm going to do, though, with my lower town halls. I'm going to buy the, um, I'm going to get the queen skin just because, like, for my town hall, my town hall nines, most of my town hall nines don't have any hero skins because I don't buy gold mm-hmm. passes for like each when i buy gold passes i only buy them right now on my 14s and 15s just because i don't my 13s are maxed or near maxed and i don't get a lot of value out of that and they're not in other clans not like leading or you know participating in other clans they're all just stuff in my trample damage clan but i will probably wind up getting the queen skin even though to your point it is essentially the most expensive skin that they've ever produced at the at the prevailing rate that they have and what you're spending the mashup medals on my higher town halls I don't know, like my max 15s, I don't know what I'll spend the medals on because I have plenty of skins already. And But I know I have a couple of, one of my 15s and then one of my 14s, they need more hero levels. So the mashup medals will very nicely be turned into books of heroes. Yeah, I wonder why they chose to, to do the event that way to, to really limit people and make them decide, do you want the queen skin or do you want these special little animated obstacles? Well, so this is, I did in uh, my, my most recent podcast episode, you know, I, I like to, I, my, my segment inside the numbers, which I now named mm-hmm. instead of just having some slapdash. No, we're going to talk about the more mathy mathematical ish side of, you know, whatever. Okay. I have a name for it. Just so much nicer just having a name and a label, but I, I break down the expense of the mashup metals. And because we have, stuff that we can buy with mashup metals 
And most of those items are things that we could buy with gems in game. So it basically gives you what the economy is on the mashup metals versus gems. Mm-hmm. And they all have slight variations on the pricing. But for the most part, 1.9 mashup metals is the equivalence of one gem. So if they give us 5,150 mashup metals, it's worth roughly 2,700 gems, which is a little bit north of what would be the $20 gem pack in the game. So I do, I have a slightly different perspective on this and not just because like, I'm not like, you know, licking supercells boots or anything, but this is, you know, we were talking before about what kind of stuff and free things and opportunities we had back in 2014 and 15. And it's funny that we can have an event like this where they're basically giving us $20 worth of stuff for free on top of the other items that are along the track. Cause there's a book of everything and there's some, you know, one of each of the potions and some loot and discounts to make troops train faster. And like, there's a lot of stuff on that track, but we can still find ourselves being like, it's not enough. And I think the reason why we feel like that is because I think that this, the notion here was a, a benefit for free to play players who don't have any special skins. And so I feel like the overpricing, because I do feel like it's overpriced according to their normal economy. Normally, uh, the most expensive legendary skins are, you know, in, in US dollars, a $10 purchase. And this is absolutely the equivalence of $20 worth of in-game value that they're giving us that all goes toward one skin. And so I think of that as like, it's like the free-to-play player tax of, yes, we can give you one of these really cool legendary skins, but it's essentially going to be double the cost. And I, I feel like a lot of players in game who have a lot of other skins or they are gold pass players will do the same math. We all did of going, that's like a $20 purchase. I don't spend 20 bucks on, and it's not even, it's not, it's not our money. We're not like, we're not spending 20 bucks, but it's like, it's the equivalence of $20 that we don't want to spend on that hero skin. So I think the people without the gold pass history or with no legendary skins will more likely grab that skin. And a lot of other people will probably be like, oh, well. I'd rather have the other stuff instead. That makes sense. All right. But to your point, they do have mashup metals available in the shop. So if we wanted to buy, like I bought, what I do like is I, I'm not buying any of the, well, that's actually not true. I did last, I did last night on one of my bases. <laughs> There's a clan house roof that is 500 uh, mashup metals, 515. Mm-hmm. That looks cool. And I was like, on one of my bases last night, I think it was my, it's it's my no longer free play account. Oh, no. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I'll finish the track and I'll get the hero, uh, the, the queen skin, but then I won't have enough medals because I think that the queen, it leaves you 500, but the thing is 515. So I bought whatever the cheapest pack of mashup medals was <laughs> just so that I'd be able to get the clan house roof because I thought that would be a cool little, like all my bases have the windmill on the clan capital and I want to have like my solar farm. I mean, my, uh, my wind farm. <laughs> like if you visit my travel damage clan and you look at the capital peak, there's like 27 of the little houses with windmills all in a row. <laughs> so, but I think it would be cool to have this, uh, the, I don't know what the proper name for that, that spooky clan house roof, but the mashup metal clan house roof, I wanted to get one. So my free to play account is no longer free to play because I bought whatever 200 or 300 whatever the the least expensive mashup metals pack was i bought last night so that i could get myself a clan house roof well i mean but you get you get a five percent discount right if as long as you're using your own creator code there yeah i mean i never i've never actually confirmed i read through the nda (laughs) like nothing in there says we're not supposed to save you know, percentages or anything, but like every single person who's ever asked me, they're like, it's like 5%, right? That you get, and I was like, just my, my history of, of trying to keep things confidential. Would that feel like business related? I was like, I can't confirm that. <laughs> like every oh. single person, it's okay. like every single so, person says, says 5%, it's 5%, right? I'm like, I can't confirm that. I noted it's 27%. All right. Fair. Very good. <laughs> and you can't, you can't confirm or deny. So <laughs> Scrooge McDuck over here. All right. So as part of this event, obviously we've had the mashup metal track. We've had some skins and a, a scenery. We know Cat bought. So let's talk about these <laughs> yes. free troops. These boogers. Um, so there's the Hog Wizard, Lava Loon, Golem Witch, uh, the Barcher, etc. Do you have any like strong feelings on any of those troops? I do. I I love I love so like I'll, I'll couch this by saying I love the Royal Ghost. When the Royal Ghost came out, I was like, 
this is stupid powerful. Like, this is just <laughs> too so easy. good. <laughs> this, when we started testing these troops, I was like, I don't want to say anything out loud because I almost don't want them to change anything. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> but they, you know, they invite us to to test stuff and to provide feedback for you know for a reason. And I was like, um, I think they're broken. <laughs> like, I'm I'm three starring stuff that I should not be three starring. And it's just, they're so powerful and I, I love them right away. And I actually had my first exposure to the witch golem probably two or three months ago. I think we were testing. I don't remember what we were testing. We were testing something and, uh, you know, Congressman Coolrick, he'll message me sometimes on discord, like, Hey, did you see the hero skins in the build? I'm like, Ooh, no, because sometimes while they're testing stuff, they have things that are not like, you know, for example, when, when uh, the town hall 15 summer update was coming out, they were showing us, you know, here's the here's the new troops, here's the new defenses, here's the new the new levels, and we're going to test this stuff. And they also had something in game that I want to tell everybody about. <laughs> and it was like I started asking Darian questions, like, "Hey, does this thing do what I think it does? It looks like it does this." And he's like, "Stop looking at that." <laughs> <laughs> and then, like two days later, all that stuff was out of the development build. So we saw these originally probably two or three months ago and i thought they were designs for like super troops that they were going to have but it was just like the the visual on it the witch golem for example was just like a level one golem and i saw it summon like eight or nine witches i was like what the heck this thing looks so cool so i had been really excited to see the troops for a while and actually get to test them out and i love them all but i'm i am partial to the lava loon just because i'm I'm just like blindly three starring like seven times a day, and the nerf didn't really stop me. The nerf prevented my town hall 14 from getting as many triples as it was getting, and I have had a few less triples. And I had one that was like a 99%, and I went, Well, yeah, you know, if they hadn't nerfed it, that would have been a three star, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, um, yeah, you, you just mentioned the nerf of the lava loon, right? And and just watching, I'm typically in a all 15 clan. And like, geez, there's no difference. Like the the nerf came out early morning. I want to say like Thursday or Friday or I I don't know late late in the week. And I happened to be up at the time, and so I was in the maintenance break. And when that ended, um, the other team started hitting us in war like right out of the maintenance break. And I was watching, and it was still lava loon, and it was still tripling. <laughs> so it yeah, it's it is still you know. It is still pretty powerful, but so the lava loon has kind of reigned supreme of them. I haven't been paying as much attention or just not seeing as much hog wizard and golem witch. Um, you know, have have you been able to use all of these troops, or are you really just more like, all right, lava loon's working, and I don't have a lot of time to actually play in game because of my commitments out of game, so I'm just going to stick with what I know. Well, the lower town halls, I'm using the when I'm just doing my spam armies right now. Right now, my Town Hall 9 spam army is five Witch Golems and five Barchers. And I'm just using an eight Earthquake spell. So I'm just going like, you know, blow open two parts of the base, drop five Golem Witch Golems, drop five Barchers, drop my heroes if they're not upgrading, and a Skeleton spell is, you know, and then I close the app. When periodically I will block out time where I'm just like doing stuff for fun. And I really, Hog Rider has always been my favorite troop. Since the very first time I saw one of my clanmates put 30 hog riders right into some double giant bombs, I was like, I think you did something wrong. <laughs> but that troop is that troop is cool. And I I've I've always loved them, and the hog wizard is no exception. Um at Town Hall 15, I don't have a lot of success with regular hog riders. And I'm I for whatever reason I was like never really that big on hybrid. I did Queen Charge Hogs for a while at Town Hall 12, but Town Hall 13 and above, I, I had never really like developed what i felt like was a really good synergy with hog riders and super hogs of course but not not the regular hog riders so i haven't tinkered with the super hog riders as much outside of you know we tinkered with it when we were going through the test wars and stuff in the development build but my lower town halls it's like almost all the witch golem spam but then you know i have a couple of accounts that are max and i do have some hog wizards trained on those so that i can do kind of like old school go hog attacks with the hog wizards and they're, you know, my Town Hall 11 is handling Town Hall 12s, and my Town Hall 12 is handling Town Hall 13s. So they're definitely strong. And I want to try the Witch Golem at Town Hall 15 more, but I just have so much fun watching bases 
fall to my fiery sword of lava loons <laughs> that I just can't bring myself. So I'm just doing friendly challenges with them. And, you know, they're, they're cool. It's like, you know, you can do almost a spam type of attack with them as well, just depending on how you're going to get them into the base. They're just, they're all just so strong. They're just all, and we told them in the, in the creator program, we're like, um, I think, I think maybe they're too strong. And there are some people, there are some people in the creator program that are entertaining and they are very helpful, but maybe they're not, you know, like Itsu level, like, you know, Itsu, I, I, I learned about him when he was, because he was the person who won one of the first months of Legend League when Legend League was a thing. I was like, oh, this guy's really good. And so then, and he was making content. I was like, this is somebody who's like really good at the game who makes content versus somebody who's really entertaining or really friendly and starts making good content. And somebody who is historically, for me, not the pinnacle of strategic attacking has was commenting like, these troops are great. I'm three-starring and I normally don't. And I went, yeah, that's, that's a sign, right? <laughs> this is, these, <laughs> these troops are too strong. So, do you, and as you've been going through, you know, the random spins, because they, they time this pretty well that you don't, you know, well, they weren't there for CWL and they're not going to be there for the next CWL. Do you have any people in your clan? And I am one in Redthorn, actually, that are just not using these troops in war. We do have a couple that are trying to essentially keep themselves in fighting shape for Clan War League, because there's been some dialogue among, and we're, we're a pretty laid back clan for like, we're this awkward blend of hyper competitive and super laid back but there's been a couple people that are saying things like we should have at least two wars that are regular wars before clan war league where nobody's allowed to use lava loons and i'm like but it'll put a red line in our war log and then everybody else is like oh no maybe that's not a bad idea and well i'll go ahead and i'll you know i'll do one attack with lava loon this war and one regular army and then they make the regular army attack, and it's not a three-star, and they're like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm just going to keep using Lava Loons for the rest of the month. Yeah, because you you outlined exactly why I'm doing it, right? So I I did a Super Barb attack a couple weeks ago, and I hadn't done one in a few weeks, and it was not good. Like, it was like a 73% two-star or something. I was really unhappy because I thought, man... That, that that knife got dull real quick, right? It wasn't like I was smashing everything or everything in my path with it weeks ago, but I was a lot better with it than I was that one time I tried it. And that really set something off in my brain that said, you know, uh, the event troops are fun, do FCs with them or whatever. But And, and I'm not judging anyone who's, who's in our clan who suddenly got an 80% hit rate like, out of nowhere using these troops. It's fine. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> It doesn't bother me at all. It's just not what I'm going to do because come November, like I'm this time, I'm going to be doing CWL and in, in the Red Thorn Clan instead of TGF Rising. So I need to make sure that that you know my simple brain doesn't forget how to attack in like two weeks, as it as I've just proven that it does. Yeah, this is the kind of thing where it feels like you know I I was joking that my Clash IQ, you know, this is here's what I'm reduced to right now. And, you know, some of this is because I'm trying to find fun, cool content for TikTok. <laughs> I posted a video a couple of days ago. It's like, it is the witch, witch, golem, golem attack. <laughs> I'm using <laughs> wi- witches, witch, golems, and golems. And the golems, the regular golems were unnecessary, aside from wanting to have a fun title <laughs> that I put on TikTok. It's the witch, witch, golem, golem attack. And I was I was commenting, like, this. these kind of events are so much fun, and it drops my Clash IQ immensely all. <laughs> so i'll tell you this last this is so embarrassing last night i took my father-in-law we go to the smith center that's like the really nice theater that we have here in town where broadway shows come to town that's where they wind up playing and we my wife gets us season tickets for the las vegas philharmonic the show was going to end at 9 45 ish my time which is right before legend league ends and I still had three attacks to make on each of my three Town Hall 15s. And I didn't want to give up because this is gross. Yesterday, I got plus 310 with one of my bases. Like, I got 310 trophies on attack, and I only gained 25 trophies on the day. It's just wow. that powerful everywhere. So the lady next to me, my father-in-law's on my left. The lady next to me, really nice lady. She's been next to us for a couple of years because uh, we've been getting season tickets for a while. And she usually falls asleep. Um, so, like, she fell asleep. So I'm, I'm, I've got my phone. <laughs> my, oh, no. yeah. 
I have my, I'm kind of like sat up a little straighter and I've got my arms extended as far down as they'll go without me looking like I'm slouching in between my legs in front of my seat. And I've got the, the light turned all the way down on my phone. So it's like this very faint glow. And I'm zoomed in like literally all the way to where you can barely see more than two or three buildings. And I made eight attacks in the last 20 minutes of the show, zoomed in like that. And six, six of them were three-star attacks, oh just gosh. zapping a couple of air defenses and then putting my heroes in and zapping one of the air. So I, I zapped two air defenses and one sweeper put my heroes in to take another portion of the base. And then I funnel my lava loons right past the town hall on their way to an air defense. They rage over the town hall. It wipes out the town hall and they just keep going and the poison from the town hall never hits anything. So it's not that difficult to execute, but I, I, you know, three weeks ago, I'd have been sitting at the, at my bar at home, uh, in the kitchen on the kitchen Island with my iPad on the table in front on the, the bar in front of me, completely focused to make a super hog rider attack in legend league. And I was really happy getting three triples a day. And now I'm literally like in an uncomfortable position in the middle of the dark theater <laughs> using just, just my thumbs on my phone and getting a 75% hit rate. And my, both of those bases started yesterday at like 5,680 trophies. So it's not like they're at 4,900 and I'm attacking Town Hall 14. It's like max Town Hall 15s with good base layouts. It's, it's just, it's too much. But it is so fun. <laughs> Well, that's just it. It's like, and I've said this a few times to people is, you know, I know they're so broken and I know they're going away in about a week, but man, they are just so much fun right now. And it's just such a refreshing change from the normal grind of, okay, I got to do like Sarch this, or I've got to do a super, super hog rider attack and fight to get a high percentage two star, or maybe if I'm lucky, I'll get a triple couple of triples a day and yeah it's, it's it's just fun yeah so um we do have uh we do have a new level in a new little village i suppose you call it in clan capital so to segue a little bit here trample um so you touched on it in your pod but for our listeners you know what do you think of the new troops and defense and the new level so what what would that be we got a minor um sparky Super yeah, super minor. minor. Yeah, Sparky. The Endless Haste spell. I've um, got some traps, right? The little goblin trap or, or whatever. And the goblin launcher on defense. So any thoughts on that? I love... So I originally thought I was... I, You know, everything for me is about speed with how quickly I can play and how quickly I can spam troops and whatnot. So I was really excited about the mountain golem being faster in general and with the fountain of or I, I keep calling it fountain of speed because when we were testing it it was called fountain of speed not endless haste and in my brain is now stuck fountain golem because i was like this is going to be such a cool attack the fountain of speed on the mountain golem will be the fountain golem attack and everybody was like that's such a great name and then it came out and it was and i already had a video ready to go I'm like the fountain golem attack and then it was like you game is live it's and it was called endless haste and i was like well that screws up my video because now it makes no sense whatsoever. But after a week of testing it out, uh, my goal was find an attack that I can spam my troops faster and still consistently take down the districts in no more than three hits. And my previous go-to attacks for that were like, you know, spamming graveyard spells with a bunch of rams and some super wizards and giants and then closing the app. And then for dragon clips, it was rocket loons doing the same thing. I thought I would do the same thing with the Mountain Golem, but he doesn't pair quite as well for a spam attack. It's very useful, and I've been able to surgically take down strong districts consistently in two hits using the Mountain Golem with the, the Endless Haste spell, but it takes a long time because it also mm -hmm. means using a bunch of the Super Barbarians to slowly pick off buildings to keep consistently funneling the Fountain mm -hmm. Golem. Imagine the first 35 seconds of a Queen Walk only for the entire attack as you're shepherding the Mountain Golem around on the base. So my idea of a quick, easy spam type of thing wasn't working, but what is working is a super miner. I'm using four. This is my, my trample damage client has a capital hall nine. So I have slightly fewer troops and spells than most people are attacking with, but I'm using four super barbarians, four rams and the rest super miners. It's eight super miners and then either two rage spells or three skeleton spells. And it's like dump the super miners. I mean, dump the skeleton spells, dump the barbarians and the rams, really just to activate the skeleton spells so that there's a little bit of air cover for the super miners. Spam the super miners, I close the app. And I did that yesterday also during the intermission at our show. Um, 
and I got through so many bases so quickly. So I love that. And I think that the Goblin Canon is cool. I love Clan Capital. It's actually a lot of fun for me. And even with all the bases, like I don't understand why other people don't love it. If you don't have 30 accounts or 28 that are eligible to do Clan Capital, there's all these different districts. So like every week you could be trying different districts with different armies and you're not, you know, doing it all the time. It's only six attacks a week. So it feels to me like it should be something people get excited about and look forward to, but maybe I'm a little bit weirder on that one. I love it. I, I well, love the new update. Well, it, I mean, it could be weird for some because, you know, if the Wi-Fi in their local Broadway theaters isn't quite what it is at the Smith Theater in Las Vegas, then they may <laughs> be struggling to do their capital hits. <laughs> Well, um, kind of want to get back here real quick and touch on uh, CWL and your home clan. So uh, the good guys are a CW are champs too, right? Right now, yes, champ two. We 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 stayed in last month. We barely stayed in. We finished in sixth, and the prior month we had been in three. So we had just promoted back to champs two. Yeah. So going into the next CWL, um, do you have uh, what's the general tenor in your clan, and what are the expectations? So we had three people miss attacks last month or this month. Oh, gosh. And two of them are co-leaders. So it's like, you know, like when I, yeah, when I say like we're a blend of hyper competitive and also relaxed, there is an element of like, we're not, it's, it's awkward sometimes because it's like, we really want to hold each other accountable. But at the end of the day, like we all still recognize like it is a game and it does, it can mess up the gaming experience for other people when you don't treat it as seriously. But you know, I, I just, I like having, I like having fun with the team. And I honestly don't want to become like the taskmaster who's like taking people that have been in the clan for three years. And like, what am I going to do? I'm like, kick them out because they missed a clan war league attack. You know, it's like, we try and make them feel bad about themselves and then we move on and hope that they don't have to be made to feel bad about themselves again the next month. But we only, we only stayed in champ three. I mean, in champ two by like four or five stars. And if we had demoted and three people missed attacks, it's like, even if those were only one star attacks, like that's some cushion that you can't really afford to give up, you know, but we, mm -hmm. we go through the same song and dance almost every single month of like next month, we should start doing, you know, friendly challenge wars every Friday, just to keep ourselves in fighting shape. And, and then we don't. And then we usually just like, you know, putts around in the middle of the, the division. And it's like, we're always able to beat, you know, like the guys that we were up against in the seventh war that were asking us to let them win. They were, they thought we were going to be like easy pickings. And then all of a sudden, like we are good, but you know, we don't, we don't spot each other and we don't talk about our attacks ahead of time. You know, we just kind of, you know, I like, I like doing well. I like the team to do well, but I am often disappointed if I'm the highest scoring person. Cause like I had both the, in the good guys, I had the two highest scoring hits with my, my two fifteens that were in there. And, you know, I, I like to finish, you know, third or fourth. So like I can still be in the top area, but somebody else is like smashing away. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I'm, I have these, I think, very fair, concurrent expectations that we could win and also finish in eighth <laughs> because I just never know who's going to show up and how, you know, how things are going to pan out for us. Yeah, that dovetails into my next question, Trample. It's a, as a clan, how do you all handle a CW week, a CWL week, where you guys are actually having like a really good week? Hit rates are up, but it still doesn't mean promotion, right? So, is there does the clan ever talk about, well, you know, hey, we had a we were all hitting really well, we just couldn't couldn't promote. I think for a lot of stuff in life, we, we you know, the, the tone, you know, you use the word tenor. I think it's a great way to, to think about it. Like, I think so much of our attitude as a clan is governed by my perspective because, like, you know, as a clan leader, and I'm, I'm very vocal and I talk a lot. I, I am somebody who is very happy realizing that there is always somebody better than us out there. And if we happen to get into a week where we don't find somebody who's better than us, to me, it's like when I started playing chess when I was younger... I didn't like playing against people that I beat. I preferred to play against people who beat me because it forced me to stretch. It forced me to do better. It forced me to learn. And this isn't the exact same analogy because there are people that are just, you know, they'll make really cool attacks that I never try to learn or I never try to pick up. But I like the notion that there's somebody better than us out there and that we always have something to strive for. And I think because that's my attitude, I wind up really approaching Clan War League with the fervent desire that we don't demote because everybody feels bad when you demote 
But when you get to second or third or fourth, you know, they all have their own flavor of like, we were so close next month. We're going to do it. We finished in second, but next month we'll win. If we finish in third, we're like, well, at least we weren't in the bottom half. And in fourth, we're like, you know, oh, where there's three or four star differential. So we tend to be a much more positive. We tend to take a positive outlook on stuff. And I think that that's something that everybody has picked up just because you know, people will talk like, you know, they'll give each other a hard time. And I usually squash that stuff and shut it down because I, I want everybody to be focused on the positivity, except for the missed hits are just like, mm, or, for sure. you know, some of the one stars where there's like clearly zero plan whatsoever for picking up the town hall on the back end. It's like, you know, some of those, it's like, hey, you know, if you if you did it twice in the same week, it's not something that you, you know, don't be frustrated when other people ask you to maybe pick a different strategy. Because sure. we, you know, even in champ two, we've got some people that like, you know, we've got oh, know, two or three people that very seldom, you know, they're the ones that I wouldn't want making the last attack when we need a three star to win. Like we, you know, we have those in the clan and I, I would almost rather they go for like a safe, easy two star right at the town hall than, you know, like some like crazy blizz or, you know, super archer blimp in toward a centrally located town hall where I know that they're not going to get the town hall if they miss the blimp. So it's like, maybe pick a different strategy that's a little safer. But we, you know, we tend to bounce back and and focus on the positive more so than, you know, kicking ourselves for falling short. Nice. So in the interest of time, because I know Fado has to run shortly, uh, we're going to jump into a top five. So we're going to do, what are your top five favorite Halloween candies? And we'll circle back through each of us. So we'll go uh, Trample, Fado, then me. So Trample, what's your number five? favorite halloween candy i want to say this for number one and make it really cool because it has the word cat in it but i'm just going to start because it's not actually something i like better than the other four candies on here so i'm going to say kit kat as my number five (laughs) (laughs) fatal what's your number five uh you know this would have ranked a lot higher on my list a few years ago but i think my tastes have changed um but number five is Scattles, S K A T T L E S, right? Scattles, really? <laughs> yeah, it's got cat in it, right? So yeah, all right. Uh, okay. Skittles, yeah, taste the rainbow. Okay, my number five is Tootsie Pops. Those little lollipops with the little Tootsie roll in the middle. Mm. Those are cool. Yeah. They only take like three licks to get to the center. I think <laughs> we'll have to test that out. What's your number four, Trample? So I like, I'm not a dark chocolate person. I like, it's it's just too strong, too bold for me. So I like milk chocolate flavors. I really like a lot of the Hershey milk chocolate stuff. But the one mm-hmm. that I like the most is the Hershey's cookies and cream one. Oh, you're Oreo a man bag. after my heart. I love those. Those are so good. I didn't even think of that when putting my list together. Those are awesome. Ah. <laughs> All right. So that, I agree with you wholeheartedly on the milk chocolate. And that leads into number four for me. M&M's, old school. Um, and you'll notice as we go through this list, not a single peanut, peanut butter, anything. I am anti-peanuts, peanut butter, etc. So give me the plain old M&M's. Awesome. Uh, my number four is a coffee crisp chocolate bar. I don't even know if I know what that is. Crickets. It's a Canadian. It's a Canadian chocolate bar. It's coffee Crickets. flavored. <laughs> it's got a, it's a, got a nice crispy wafer and it's it's got a kind of a coffee flavored uh moosey kind of a feel uh filling in it and it's really good chocolate covered milk chocolate covered is very good i'll have to send you guys some uh what's your number three trample so i have even though i only one time ever saw it for halloween candy i love twix but um the opposite of fado i love peanut butter flavored stuff uh, which you will continue to see here um, I Twix is definitely my number three. If I could pick the, they do a peanut butter Twix. If I could pick that over regular Twix, I would. Uh, but we'll go with Twix as my number three. All right. What's your number three, Fatal? Number three, and this is something again. This this really goes to how my tastes have changed. And I hated these as a kid. I love them now. Whoppers. Um, they're yeah. those little like milk chocolate covered malt balls. Love them. I think I'm the opposite. I used to like them, and I don't particularly care for them anymore. (laughs) My number three is those, um, they're called Halloween Kisses, and they're made of molasses, and they're usually hard as a rock. What is going on in Canada on Halloween? (laughs) 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 They're really good. (laughs) 
<laughs> number two, I'm expecting your number two to be something like penicillin. Campbell, <laughs> <laughs> what's your number two? Okay. Um, and I wrote down on here because we were, we had gone to Walmart yesterday and we were looking at Halloween candy and one of the packs and had like, you know, 500 pieces of candy and it was very expensive because candy has, everything is more expensive, but it had peanut butter Snickers in there, which I, that's the first time I've ever seen it in Halloween candy. Snickers is what I originally had as my number two, but when I saw that I will change it to the peanut butter Snickers since technically now I have officially seen it as a Halloween candy. I love, I didn't used to love Snickers when I was younger. It's like, as I got older, I started liking nut related things and peanut and peanut butter stuff more so than when I was a kid. Like I used to like Milky Way 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 more than I like Snickers. Now I like Snickers much more than I like Milky Way. So Snickers, very solid number two. So, um, what, where does the peanut butter go? What makes a peanut butter Snickers then? Cause a regular Snickers is what it's got caramel peanuts. Where does the peanut butter come in? So the the evolution of Snickers goes through like Three Musketeers is nougat only, Milky Way adds the caramel, and then Snickers adds the peanuts as well. The peanut butter in the Snickers, I believe it replaces the caramel layer. So it's like nougat, peanuts, and peanut butter. Hmm. And I'm using air quotes on the peanut butter because <laughs> it's peanut it's, butter it's, flavor. It's, it's peanut butter peanut, product. Peanut, <laughs> yes. Fado, what's your number two? Uh, I love these things more than life itself. It's those fruit flavored Tootsie Rolls. I oh, love yeah. those. Love <laughs> those them. Those are so good. Uh-huh. And and there even some in there, there are just some elite level flavors and some meh flavors. Like the vanilla ones are kind of eh. meh. Yes. Yeah, but the definitely some, those lemon, lime, or orange, oh and cherry. So yeah, oh, and yeah. cherry. The not so yeah, the non vanilla ones are are elite tier. My number two is anything uh, like those super sour, uh, chewy gummy candies, like gummy worms or the more sour, the better. can't remember what they're called. Sour. We've so they got have, like, like sour, sour patch kids. Yes, and... that's what it is. Yeah. I love those. Like, and, and then back to my number five Skittles, right? They have sour Skittles, but one time I ate like a bag of sour Skittles over the course, like an afternoon at a kid's sports event or something. And for like three days, the roof of my mouth was, was yep. sort of touched. And so I was like, I'm never eating that Burnt. glass again. It's just glass or something. Yep. It's like your tongue is bleeding, the roof of your mouth is <laughs> So good. Yeah. What's your number one trample? By far, by miles, Reese's peanut butter cups are my favorite candy, bar none, by so much. Like Christmas time, there's like holiday ornament shaped Reese's and Easter there's Reese's rabbit shape and Halloween. I bought a bag of, you know, pumpkin shape. I just love the Reese's peanut butter cups <laughs> so much. That's like anytime I get a hold of those, I'm like, they're gone very quickly. Fado, what's your number one? Uh, again, this one is a far and away easy pick for me. Um, that actually has been mentioned by trample in his scale of candy bars, uh, Milky way, 100% till I die. Just love Milky Ways. And my number one is Tootsie Rolls. That's the only time I ever eat them is, well, when the kids would get them in their Halloween packs and you know, you, you go through, as a parent, you go through and pick out all the collect, good stuff. Yeah, because they collect the taxes. I don't think you should I, eat this, son. I it's need to like... sample those. <laughs> <laughs> that looks yeah, safe. That yeah, might have yeah, been but... part of a balloon stuffed with cocaine. I'm going to take that one. Exactly. All right. So, unfortunately, Fado had to leave us. He had to pick up his son from hockey. So, we are going to dive into shout outs. Trample, what have you got for a shout out? I will focus wholly on your guys' entire organization in the CFF. Obviously, I, I was first introduced to the CFF listening to your guys' podcast, which I had heard about when I first started. Uh, you know, dabbling in and becoming introduced to the podcast community. And so I, I got to know you and Fado and Peter as the mouthpieces of the CFF and eventually ended up joining your Discord server and partaking in some of the events that you guys do. And um, just even if you guys also weren't incredibly supportive of me and, and all the stuff that I do, and, you know, a lot of you guys are, a lot of the CFF have joined the Trample Damage Discord server. And you guys are just such a cool collective organization of you know older human you know non-teenage human clash fans and 
it's really cool having a chance to talk with people about, you know, life and, and kids and grandkids, even with some people and, Mm -hmm. you know, having careers and professions, but also loving this game and the community. And I, I love what you guys have built over the years. And I know that there are many, many more people that have contributed behind the scenes and in the front of the scenes as well over the years and the development. I really only know, you know, more of the more recent leadership and, and management. And so to the entire CFF, I say thank you for welcoming me and also for putting out the really great community that you guys have and the cool podcasts and streams and events and everything that's associated with it it's really awesome and fox even though she doesn't participate in special event wars no matter how much i try to browbeat her into <laughs> participating in them every single time i get one i send her a, a flyer i'm like what do you think this month she's like nope have fun though <laughs> like one of these days i'll get you to join she's like nope have fun though uh, you guys are just it's a really great organization and i i love what you guys have set up so all of my shout out love toward the entire cff and you know, you and Fado in particular, because you're the ones that, you know, and Peter, even though he's not, you know, doing the podcast with you guys anymore, you guys, uh, you know, introduced me to the CFF and helped teach me more about it, even prior to having an opportunity to uh, dip a toe in the water. That's very kind of you. Yeah. Fox, her time is eaten up by managing the ginormous CFF family server. So, and, you know, she's always teaching herself so much more about what discord can and cannot do so it doesn't leave her much time to play actually play the game so yeah unfortunately one of these days one of these days i'll figure it out uh my shout outs are to you trouble thank you for getting up so early in the morning because it was like 6 30 in the morning for you (laughs) when you had to jump on here so shout out to you for for agreeing to come on the show once again and a big shout out to i want to shout out vodka soda because he put together a a fun 5v5 on friday this past week uh just to you know do a a little bit of a a time kit kind of a war and a bunch of people joined in on it and shout out to darth yoda for helping us fill out the roster for that and coming to cheer us on so it it was a lot of fun and it it, the Halloween mashup troops were not allowed, so we had to actually use regular armies, and it showed me yes, my timing is off on everything. So I need Dip to get back at it. Old old school had to think strategies. I have to start thinking of how to play the game for real again pretty soon. So uh, also want to thank everybody for listening. The CFF is a family of clans who love to play various games such as Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, among others. You can send questions or comments to us on Twitter at RedthornCOC. To get more information on our clans, events, and podcasts, join the CFF Discord at discord.gg slash clashfiles. 